Hello and welcome to ValorCast, the official podcast of Evangel University. Evangel is a Christian liberal arts university located in Springfield, Missouri, and exists to educate, equip, and empower students who will make a global impact for the gospel in every vocation. As many of our listeners already know, the integration of faith, academics, and life is an essential part of the Evangel experience. God does not call us to live closed off from the world. He invites us to embrace His purposes for us across all walks of life. Through ValorCast, we want to share the stories of those in the Evangel community who are boldly following that call. Each episode will feature uplifting stories from students, faculty and staff members, and alumni, illuminating the ways God is moving through the Valor family, both on campus and in the world. I'm your host, John Spence. And I'm Amariah Fitch. And this is ValorCast. Evangel's athletics programs have been a key part of our DNA, and Valor Athletics has to its name one national championship and 26 conference championships, 35 All-Americans, over 100 all-conference selections, and 16 Coach of the Year honors. And so we've earned this distinction as an NAIA gold five-star university. Several of our students here on campus participate in athletics. We have a very uh, robust athletics program, and we want to highlight that on the podcast. So this week, we've invited Coach Burt Capel, who's the head coach of the men's Valor basketball team. We're super excited to have you this week. I appreciate you having me. Let's start out just by hearing kind of about your background. Um, Where'd you go to school? How long have you been in coaching? What brought you back to Evangel? Yeah, so um, I went to school here in 2000. Um, I was kind of deciding what school I wanted to go to. My dad played baseball here, so I did not want to come here because he was here. But they were the only school that would let me play baseball and basketball on scholarship because I wanted to do both. So I ended up coming here. My sister soon followed like a year later, and then my brother four years later. So we've all kind of gone through here, uh, played on both teams. And then I always knew I wanted to coach. And so when I was done with my eligibility, Coach Jenkins, who has coached here for a long time, allowed me to coach for a year, like a student assistant type thing, and then a graduate assistant probably a year or two after that. But my dream was to coach Division One. I. I really wanted to, and so I got a chance after my third year helping out at Evangel to go to Florida State. And so I was there for a few years, uh, took a junior college job in between for a year, and then ended up at Stetson University, which is another Division One school in Florida, and eventually kind of made my way back here. The head coach at that school had gotten let go. So we, me and my wife were trying to figure out what was next. She's from Willard. I'm from Kentucky when I came, and so she's from Willard. So we decided to come back here. I helped Coach Jenkins out for a few years just, you know, until we could – actually, it was supposed to start as one. I was going to help him out one year and then get back trying to figure out, you know, Division One, hopefully. Um, and then COVID hit, so we got stuck here for two years. And then planning on leaving after the second year, he ended up retiring after about 40 years. And so – we just kind of prayed about it and feel like this was a good decision. I went to school here. I coached here for a long time. I really enjoyed my time while I was here, and so we, we kind of ended up staying. And now this is starting my third year as the head coach here. So, What's it been like taking over for Steve Jenkins? I know it can be difficult taking over from a coach who's been in a place for five years, much less 40. What were some of the challenges you faced and uh, and was that a good experience? Was that a challenging experience? What was that like? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I went to school here, so I, I've always loved Evangel. I knew Coach Jenkins. Um, certainly a little intimidating because the career he had here, I mean, he's he's top 20 or 25 all-time NAI of uh, men's basketball wins. 
Um, and so the way he ran the program, I felt like as a player and when I was helping him as a coach, I had a lot of similar philosophies as he did. And coming back, there probably wasn't a ton of philosophical differences between the two of us when we were coaching, so it was probably an easier transition. But, you know, all I wanted to do is try to kind of carry on what he had started for a long time. I thought one thing that was cool um, is when I was gone, he was always kind of here, uh, whether it was me as a player or somebody else. And you could always, he was Evangel, right? So you call and you check and see how he's doing, see how the team's doing. Had there been a few coaches in between him and I, it probably would have been different, maybe not as connected, but he was always here. And I appreciated that about him and just wanted to like keep it going. And, you know, he, he had done such a good job. But yeah, I guess just in sports, you're just trying to survive every year as far as, <laughs> you know, how things go. But yeah, tough at first, but, but getting in a niche and see him all the time too. So um, he always kind of helps me out as well. So you mentioned coaching philosophy. Let's dive into that. How would you describe your coaching philosophy? I'm a very relational person, I guess. I feel like there's a certain standard that we all play and live by. And if we're not at that standard, then we're doing something wrong and I'll help you till you get there. But I think it starts with recruiting, right? You want guys that are trying to do that type of thing. If you got guys who are not, it certainly makes it a lot more difficult. But being very relational, I want the guys to get to know me as a person, and uh, yeah, I want I want to get to know them too. And so I feel like the better relationship you have with your players, the more you can talk and coach into their lives, and they'll listen as opposed to always screaming and yelling and them not really knowing me or get to know my family. Sometimes there's a disconnect, and so I I, I like to get to know my guys. You know, I know I'm I'm pretty open with stuff, and they know that, and I feel like that that helps. Who would you say? Um, being like a player coach and someone who's followed basketball, who would you say besides Jenkins, some of your like inspirations are some of the guys you really look up to? That's a tough one. I've had people ask me that before. I would probably start with my dad. My dad was my coach for a while. And so, you know, I kind of probably has his personality on, he would do things. And plus he was my coach for the longest time. And then as far as the other ones I've had along the way, I feel like I, not one specific person, but if I had to pick one, probably closer to my dad. Now, when you were talking about relationships and building those relationships with your students, how do you do that? Is there a particular way you go about that and and getting to know them? Yeah, I think in the it starts in the recruiting process a little bit, right? You're getting to know them and what they like and what their interests are. And then you get to know their family and kind of how they operate and where they grew up. And I think that's kind of where it starts because you feel like you're creating a relationship. And I always felt like as a coach, I never wanted to either make coaches whose players I recruited or the players just make them feel like it's just another one of my jobs, right? Well, I'm supposed to talk to you on the phone. I'm supposed to recruit you. I'm supposed to act like I get to know you, right? And act like I really want you and interested in but. I always, I always genuinely want to. The more you get to know someone anyway, you know if they're going to fit your program or not. Because just because you recruit them, you end up finding out maybe this isn't going to be a good fit between the two of us. Sometimes you try to make something work that's probably not there. And then if you can convince them to come, it's not going to work. If, it's, if you can see it early and you think it's going to change later, a lot of times it doesn't. You know, sometimes maybe you can take a, a risk or two sometimes uh, because, you know, the majority of the team is moving in the right direction. But... Um, you know, you get to know them and see what they like and, and generally get to know them. I think it helps as a coach, too, where you don't see them just as people trying to help you get to a destination, right? Well, I'm going to use you guys because I'm going to win a championship. It's more of, and I tell our guys, this, it's their team. Like, it's their thing. It's their four years, their five years, however they want to do it. They're going to remember that for the rest of their career. And I just want to be there to kind of help them along the way. Like, if I see you messing up, I'm going to tell you, and hopefully we're on this together and if you see you're messing up then you're going to correct it. and if you don't 
you know, what are your motives and do you want to be here and do you really want to win? And if that starts to be the case and it's evident that you don't, then it's, you know, you, you're probably not going to last here very long. But for the most part, I think people want to be held accountable. They want to know what to do. They want to know what you want. And they may not like getting yelled at all the time, but I think that deep down they guys want that. You know, I know I want it as a player, right? You don't really want to hear when you mess up, but you kind of really do. That way you can correct it the next time. And I think it it's um, how coaches handle that. You know, if you're degrading and getting on the guys, which deals with the relationship part, they'll tune you out. They don't want you. They don't think you like them. And you can be the nice guy in the world and still say something about what they did wrong and they think that you don't like them. So, um, you know, just handling those things. What are some other qualities that you would use to describe like your ideal player? When you think about who's going to play for Coach Capel, who do you look for? What attributes do you look for? Yeah. So my wife would probably tell you, because because obviously I talk with her all the time about stuff. Toughness is a big one of mine. And I define toughness, not someone who just wants to go out and fight everybody, but this mentality where things aren't always going to go your way, whether it's an injury or family situation, relational situations. You know, you may not have the game you want, the practice you want, the position, the minutes you thought. What's going to allow you to get past that? Because I think, and even with my career, but I, I would say for you know, a majority, if not every athlete at a certain point in time, there's going to be something that that's difficult, whether it's how teams are guarding you or playing you or you screw up on a test or you mess up and now you got a game that night. How do you handle it? Or if you do have a hurt ankle or something happens during the game, can you get past it? Because I always like the motto, you know, tough times don't last, but tough people do. And you're always going to have those times where they're difficult, but how do you get past it? Do you just give up or do you try to fight through it? But not as an individual, but as a team feeling like it's, it's not them by themselves, but when you're down and the rest of our guys are doing well and up, we can help that one person and the same goes for everybody. So I want to see guys be able to get through difficult times. I think that's life in general. And if we can kind of teach guys that, not that they're going to be perfect when they get to school here, but at least they have that mentality that they're willing to fight and do things and not back down and get through tough tough times and then hopefully they'll they'll as they grow up at Evangel and and uh, learn and they'll move on and take that when they're married and have kids and, and jobs because as you know it does probably gets a lot harder once you leave college and easier they think these tests and things they're doing now are hard you know they'll be like coach man I got all these assignments I'll be like well listen I got three kids dude you know um, but it's, it's just how it is and they don't realize that at that age but they will eventually so mentioning like you don't realize it at that age I feel like I'm starting to realize I still have a lot of relief realizations that need to happen <laughs> but I think that reminded me like you do gotta pick yourself up and brush off your shoulders and carry on because if you allow everything to you know get the best of you where are you gonna go and so I'm sure that that balance of toughness is really you calling out the best in in your athletes and you're building that resiliency in the players to be able to say this thing is hard but I can come back and address it and come back stronger from it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I tell our guys this too, you know, we have a pretty talented team, we feel like, but there are some teams in this, and the whole country talking about, they're a lot more talented than us. They just have really good players, a lot of transfers at the Division One, Division Two level. And we get some of them, but but that's not necessarily what we're looking for. I mean, we'll, we'll take it if we feel like it fits us. But it's more like if if we're trying to match them talent for talent, probably going to lose. So what's going to separate us? to be able to win those games. We just can't go in the game thinking, well, guys, it's going to be a tough game, and hey, it was, it's, been, it's been fun, but this team's more talented than us, so we're probably going to lose. You know, wish you guys the best, so it's not. So if we're approaching that we can try to win every game and our ultimate goal is to win a championship, then when we play teams that are more talented or bigger, stronger, faster, 
how do we beat those teams? And to me, the, the toughness is part of it, right? Uh, being physical, blocking out on rebounds, guarding people, taking the ball to the basket, you know, things where maybe they're talented but not as tough, we can beat them on that toughness factor and just gives us a chance to be able to compete with them as opposed to not being tough and less talented. It's probably a recipe of not being very good. It's a bit of a different question, but as we think about your coaching and kind of the culture that you're creating on the team, how would you say that your faith supports and informs that? Yeah, You know, it's different at a school like Evangel, um, the other schools I was at before was not a you know a Christian school um, which is fine too some people ask me do you like this better do you like and honestly they both they're both different it's harder to share your faith there from the fact that you're you're kind of not allowed you just have to be careful how you do it right in the mm-hmm. in public school system um, but it's a different it's a different um, missions field because you're dealing with people who probably aren't Christians, right? They're going there for just the basketball, just academics, where evangelism is a little different, right? Yeah, they like that part, but they really like the Christian aspect. And, and you know, you have to have, you know, a statement of faith and be a Christian to even attend the school. So, um, you know, it's it's depends on where you're at. Um, at a school where maybe you can't, like I said, it's just different. You try to have those private conversations. Guys know where you come from, and so they'll have those one-on-one conversations with you in the room, Um about usually when difficult times come and, and things like that. At Evangelist, a little different because now the standard is, hey, we all say we're Christians here, right? And so if you do, there are certain things you have to do and you can't do. Um, yeah, and now it's not like I'm not starting saying, hey, listen, you, you need God in your life. He'll help you as opposed to saying, listen, you know you got God in your life, but you're not relying on him for the things that you're doing. So it's just it's just a different way of doing it. Both are great, you know, because you need them in both fields. Um, but yeah, it just changes here like Evangel, just trying to be as opposed to maybe more of a witness type person. Now I'm trying to help grow their faith. So you're like, you go from being the person who's like trying to plant the seeds to being the one who's like tending the plants that are already growing. (laughs) Yeah. The last two years, Evangel has appeared in the NAIA national tournament. Tell us about what it was like to take the team to the national tournament the last couple of years. So I, I think anytime you're playing sports, as far as athletics go, that championship is like the highest. That's what everyone's going for. I tell you guys, if you don't want to try to win a championship or want to, then you don't need to be here. You know, I get that there's better things than winning a championship, obviously your relationship with God and academics. But from a pure basketball standpoint, this is what we're trying to do. Everywhere I've been and just my competitive nature, you want to go to the national tournament. You want to give yourself a chance to win. You can't win the whole thing if you don't get there. And I just remember my experiences as a player here. I was on the O2 championship team, which was the coolest thing ever. But getting a chance to go to the national championship is so much fun. And when I had taken over the team right after Coach Jenkins, that group of guys that were on the team currently hadn't had a, that opportunity. And I remember what it was like as a player of wanting to go and the experience of going and competing and having a chance to win and playing against other teams and seeing all these teams around the country that you just see on a piece of paper with the rankings. You get a chance to go. And I really wanted them to just have that experience. A couple guys were seniors on the team my first year who hadn't. It was their last time around. They were good players. And everybody wants to go. And not everybody goes. So you've got to do something to get yourself there. And it was just, you know, it wasn't just, oh, we wanted to go, so we went. I mean, there was a lot of things that went into it as far as making sure we got the right players and discipline and and working out and working together, all those things that you're trying to do to build a team. And what I thought was great about that team, they were they were really hungry. They really wanted to go. That it was almost like whatever I said as a coach, it was like, okay, coach, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. If you, if you say that's what we need to do, you know. And it was just, it was probably less about me and more about them because all those guys, or at least most of them, were recruited by the coach before me with Coach Jenkins. And so 
they could easily said, well, this guy's new. He didn't recruit me. How does he know what he's talking about? And have that type of attitude was my last year. I'm going to get mine. And, you know, but they all bought in. And I thought that was the coolest thing. They just all bought in from the beginning, whether it was the four fifth year guys to the first year guys. Everyone's like, all right, what do we got to do? And they put the time in. They worked hard. Um, and I think as they started seeing results early in the season, it was like, hey, I think we can do this. I think we got a chance. And then you go through the year and you got little stepping stones. Hey, we need to beat this person on the road. We got to beat this person at home. We really need this game. And we started winning those games. And it was like we were getting there at the end. And hey, all we got to do is finish. We finish this game. We win. We get a chance to go. And you could just tell. At the beginning, it probably was like, okay, well, listen to this guy because, you know, why not? My last year, they all bought in. And then it just the confidence started to grow as the season went along. And we just had a really cool ending, and we got a chance to go to the national tournament that first year. And didn't think I thought we played real nervous in that game the first, especially the first half. We couldn't make a shot. We shot like 27 threes and made two. I mean, it was just one of those things we didn't play good, but we tied it with like 10 seconds to go, and they came down and hit a three with like three seconds to go, and we lost. But, you know, and then you mentioned about tournament. So then last year we got a chance, and I told the guys, Everyone wants to go. There's no guarantee you'll go just because we went last year and had a lot of guys back. And so that was our focus last year. It was like, hey, how do we not get complacent? I know we went last year. Because there's that easy feeling like, oh, we went last year. We got everyone back. We'll just go this year. And it just doesn't work that way. You know, things change and, you know, seasons are different, whether it's injuries or roles and new players. And uh, I feel like our goal this year was A, to get back to the tournament, but we lost in the first round, and so we're going to be a team that that just gets here and that's it. You know, we don't go anywhere. And I thought they were really good. Like in that first-round game, they were super focused. They played hard. We won that first-round game, and then we, we we played good. We were winning the first half that second game the, in the second round last year and then ended up losing, and they, they made it to the championship game, lost in the championship game. So it's not like we played a bad team, right. but – you know, now it's like, hey, we got to get past that second round. And so it gets harder and harder, yeah. but that's our goal. I mean, our goal can't be to like, hey, guys, hopefully we do good this year. Let's just try to get back. I, I think with, with some returners, we feel like that, uh, you know, we want to make another run. And I, I hope that happens. There's no guarantee that will either. So it sounds like that step-by-step, instead of saying, like, we're going to the tournament, let's, like, start packing our bags now. Versus what you guys, it sounds like you guys did with the, like, we're going to take it one game at a time, we're going to take it one workout at a time, and we're going to build our way in there. Yeah, I think you you say the ultimate goal is, okay, here's what we want. We want to win a championship, right? Everyone agree? Yeah, we all want to do it. Okay, now how do we get there? Um, where some people go in and they feel like that, yeah, we're talking about one championship, but we got no chance or it's not really going to happen. So I think you need to say, first of all, we're all on the same page. And then if that's our goal, if that's what we're trying to do, every time you do something that doesn't help us get to that goal, you're doing it wrong. So if your defense isn't fast enough, if you're not putting enough work in, if we're fighting during practice, like all these things that are like, that's the standard. And if we all agree that's the standard, then when you do something wrong, my job is to make sure that you do it better because you told you told me you want to win a championship. So if you're telling me that, I'm telling you what it takes to get there. And if you don't reach it and you're doing stuff below it, you're not going to get there. And so I think you kind of start there. Uh, like you're saying, John, and then you just say, hey, now step by step, what do you do to get there? And then, yeah, that's when you take it day by day and say, okay, as a coach, what do you need to do today to help us get one step closer? And the, and the player's got a responsibility too. I mean, they got stuff that they have to do day by day. But, yeah, I think if you just pack your bags early and say, hey, we're going to get it, um, you know, you, there's a lot of stuff in between there before that happens. It sounds like you are really doing a great job of 
establishing individual ownership like while as a team you work together identifying that each player plays a key role in your overall success and just reminding them of like yes this is the end goal but this is what you need to do as an individual to get there as a whole but also I I just want to point out how you mentioned the the buying in and how um there's this moment where you're like yeah the team could have been like hey you didn't recruit me you know like like, I don't know you, like, who's this guy? But I think the fact that they did buy in is a reflection of you, you know, and your leadership and your heart for the team because it could have been easy for them to be like, eh, you know, I'm not feeling it or I don't see his vision. I'll, I'll take this somewhere else, you know. So um, kudos to you for that. Very grateful to have you in, in your leadership. But I, we do want to talk about the shift to the KCAC and what you think that will um, do for us, how that will impact Evangel? I mean, it's it's certainly a change. Uh, when I was here, we played in the heart of America. And so I, I like the heart. I like those teams. But, but there's change, and change can be good too. And so it's certainly good with that. From a basketball standpoint, it's probably different for every sport, so I won't speak for every sport. But as far as men's basketball goes, they're, they're really good. Um, last year, they had three teams ranked in the top 25 all last year. Uh, the Hart, the one we were in uh, previously, had two, us and William Penn. So they, they got some, some teams. A lot of those, the, the two top ones, uh, pretty much have everybody back. Um, the, the third team is in the top 25, lost a couple, and we lost a couple. So, you know, it's not going to be easy. I think the biggest thing is how do we, how do we work through the change that's going to happen, meaning the other schools – Guy's been here for four or five years. I was here before. I'm back again, right? You know the towns. You know where it takes. You get their eyes closed. You know the hotels. You know where you're going to eat your pregame. Like, all those things are mapped out. You've played in their gyms. You know what the crowds are like. You know what they do, offense and defense. You know what the coach tries to do. All those things. And now going to the KCAC, everything is different, right? You have – and I don't think – there's there's probably one team, Oklahoma Wesson, that we've actually played in their gym. But for the rest of them – uh, maybe Avila a long time ago when they were in it. We've never been to those towns before, at least not when I was here and with the, the players that are here now. Never been on the road, don't know those trips are like, don't know where we're going to eat, trying to figure out the hotels, never been in their gym, the, you know, how's the crowds like, just all those things that are new. Um, and that'll probably be the biggest challenge for us is those teams kind of know how each other play and what to expect, and we don't. Now, we got probably a little bit of advantage, meaning no one's ever come to Evangel before, but, you know, we've got to do that 20 times there, and they got to do it, you know, one time, you know, come with us with each team. So it'll just be different. Um, we've talked about that early in our meetings. Say, hey, guys, this is – it's going to be different this year. And I can't tell you because I've never been there either, so it's not like I can you know give you a preview on how these plays are going to be. I haven't either, so we're kind of going through this together. But um, but it'll be interesting. I'm not when you ask that question. I'm, I'm really not sure. I, it's we kind of have an idea of what they're like, but but there's a lot of things here we don't know. So it'll take some probably some adaptability, some ability to like adjust. Yeah, and then how, you know how do you how do you manage from there? That's what I said. I think that's why we probably addressed that right from the beginning. Like, hey. I don't know. You guys don't know. But I think, and, and we talked about this too in our meeting, while those things are unknown, like we don't know, it's probably less about that and more about us, right? Like if we take care of what we know what to do, if we're always worried about the other team and the other places and we don't like this restaurant or this is not where we ate at before, you know, if we just worry about ourselves and, and understanding that, yeah, those things won't be the same, 
but our focus is less on that than more about us. Like it doesn't matter where we go. This is how we got to show up. This is how we got to compete. This is how we got to play. And then you hope those things kind of go out the window. You know, I mean, the question was, what are the difference? And so I, I completely agree. But, you know, it's, it's like we're just trying to control what, the part we can control um, and not having to worry about too much. Because there's so much in sports, especially basketball, right? What's the game plan? What are we trying to do? Uh, you know, what's the environment? And, and always trying to adjust. But if you try to stay focused as a team and say, okay, here's our job. We're coming here and this is our game plan. Let's execute the game plan no matter what happens or bus breaks down or, you know, the, the I can't sleep because it's noisy or whatever. Um, it just, it's it's more about us. So making sure we probably do that and Saying it now is probably a good reminder to myself that <laughs> I need to be doing that. As this uh, podcast may be heard by students who are considering Evangel and maybe even recruits, how would you address those people? The biggest thing I loved as a student and coming back was Evangel was always, they were always great academically. They are great spiritually, but they can compete. It's not a Christian school that just throws a basketball or football team out there and says, hey, we got a team and then just get drilled every week. Um, like they, they're, they're good. They got good players, but it's so well-rounded. Like you'll get you get everything. Like the to me, the Evangel is just very, very excellent. Everything that they do, and it starts with the professors to the coaches to administrative. Just like everybody, it's, especially when you've been around, I guess, a little bit like me, and you see all these administrations and and students, and you come back to Evangel, you're like, yeah, that that's that's why I liked it the first first time around when I was here. Just excellent in everything that they do, but it's just a great experience, and and I loved it my first time around, and I'm loving it my second time around. Well, there you go. We are. So happy that we got to hear from you and so excited to see where you go and where you take uh, the basketball team. So thank you for choosing EU and being a part of our story. And we are excited. Yeah, thank you for having us. Good hanging out with you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of ValorCast. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. ValorCast is hosted by John Spence and Amariah Fitch and is a production of EU's Marketing and Communications Department in partnership with KECC, Evangel's student-led radio station. The podcast is produced, mixed, and mastered by Jordan Spence, who also composed and produced the show's intro and credits music. You can follow Evangel University on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit us online at evangel.edu.